Chapter 5 of Zadig, or The Book of Fate, by Voltaire. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Zadig, or The Book of Fate. Chapter 5 the force of generosity the time now drew near for the celebration of a grand festival which was kept but once in five years it was a constant custom in babylon at the expiration of the term above mentioned to distinguish that citizen from all the rest in the most solemn manner who had done the most generous action and the grandees and magi always sat as judges. The satrap informed them of every praiseworthy deed that occurred within his district. All were put to the vote, and the king himself pronounced the definitive sentence. People of all ranks and degrees came from the remotest part of the kingdom to be present at this solemnity. The victor, whoever he was, received from the king's own hand a golden cup, enriched with precious stones, and upon the delivery the king made use of the following salutation. Receive this reward of your generosity, and may the gods grant me thousands of such valuable subjects. Upon this memorable day, the king appeared in all the pomp imaginable on his throne of state, surrounded by his grandees, the magi, and the deputies from all the surrounding nations of every province that attended these public sports, where honor was to be acquired not by the velocity of the best racehorse or by bodily strength, but by intrinsic merit. The principal satrap proclaimed with an audible voice such actions as would entitle the victor to the inestimable prize, but never mentioned one word of Zadig's greatness of soul in returning his invidious neighbor all his estate, notwithstanding he would have taken away his life. That was but a trifle, and not worth speaking of. The first that was set up for the prize was a judge that had occasioned a citizen to lose a very considerable cause through some mistake, for which he was in no ways responsible, and made him restitution out of his private purse. The next candidate was a youth that, though violently in love with one that he intended shortly to make his spouse, yet resigned her to his friend who was just expiring at her feet, and moreover gave her a portion at the same time. After this appeared a soldier, who in the Hyrcanian War had done a much more glorious action than the lover. A gang of Hyrcanians, having taken his mistress from him, he fought them bravely and rescued her out of their hands. Soon after, he was informed that another band of the same party had hurried away his mother to a place not far distant. He left his mistress, 
all drowned in tears, and ran to his mother's assistance. After that skirmish was over, he returned to his sweetheart, and found her just expiring. He would fain have plunged a dagger into his heart that moment, but his mother remonstrated to him that should he die, she should be entirely helpless, and upon that account only he had courage to live a little longer. The judges seemed very much inclined to give their votes for the soldier, but the king prevented them by saying that the soldier's action was praiseworthy enough, and so were those of the rest, but none of them gave me any surprise. What Zadig did yesterday perfectly struck me with astonishment. I'll mention another instance. I had some days ago, as a testimony of my resentment, banished my prime minister and favorite Koreb from the court. I complained of his conduct in the warmest terms, and all my sycophants about me told me that I was too merciful and loaded him with the sharpest invectives. I asked Zadig what his opinion was of Koreb, and he dared to give him the best of characters. I must confess, I have read in our public records, indeed, of instances where restitution have been generally made for injuries committed by mistake, where a mistress has been resigned and where a mother has been preferred to a mistress. But I never read of a courtier that would speak to the advantage of a minister in disgrace, and against whom the sovereign was highly incensed. I'll give twenty thousand pieces of gold to every candidate that has been this day proclaimed, but I'll give the cup to no one but Zadig. Sire, said Zadig, "'Tis your majesty alone that deserves the cup. "'Tis you alone who have done an action of generosity "'never heard of before, since you, who are king of kings, "'wasn't exasperated against your slave "'when he contradicted you in the heat of your passion. "'Everybody gazed with eyes of admiration on the king and Zadig. "'The judge who had generously made restitution for his error, the lover who had married his mistress to his friend, the soldier who had preferred the welfare of his mother to that of his mistress, received the promised donation from the monarch and saw their names registered in the Book of Fame. But Zadig had the cup. The king got the universal character of a good prince, which he did not long preserve. This joyful day was solemnized with festivals beyond the time by law established. Tragedies were acted there that drew tears from the spectators, and comedies that made them laugh, entertainments that the Babylonians were perfect strangers to. The commemoration of it is still preserved in Asia. Now, said Zadig, I am happy at last, but he was grossly mistaken. End of section five. Read by Kerry Adams, your book voice, at Mesa, Arizona, on the 6th of April, 
2022.